Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool kids be like... Chemistry sucks a D. Adults be like... Physics, honey, not for me. But we're all just alive for a tinty bit. And science is the best way to understand it. Psycho, we show you studies are they. Psycho, even scientists can be gay. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's good. It's a beautiful sunny day here Although in it's Toronto. It's like minus 14 outside right Yeah, now. I did not say warm. <laughs> yeah, but it is nice and sunny, which is nice sometimes in the winter because it can't when it's so cold it actually can't snow in the same way, so it's just sunny. All we really can ask cold. for is sun in the winter. Honestly, it's been so gray and awful that it it is a beautiful day. In the neighborhood, never seen that movie. What's I mean, up? did you watch that show as a kid? Wait, Beautiful Mr. Day. Rogers? Mr. Rogers. Okay, yeah. I was like, that's not the name of the show, was it? Uh, okay, no. I have a blind spot to Mr. Rogers, and I don't know if I watched it. Wait, what? Then you didn't watch it. <laughs> okay, is it Lamb Chops Play Along? Is that Mr. Rogers? You're lying right now. I'm actually You are 1,000% lying. I'm honestly not lying. What was Lamb Chops? You that was its own thing. Lamb Chops okay, wait. is Mr. Okay, Rogers. Didn't they both involve like a set where like a train would come out and be like, choo choo? Was that Mr. Rogers? Yeah, that was Mr. Rogers. Okay, and was Lamb Chops not similar? Lamb Chops like, is energy? a hand puppet. I guess you're right. Like sort of similar energy, but more rambunctious Lamb Chops. So either I did watch Mr. Rogers and I'm a horrible person who just is indifferent to it and didn't care, or I wanted would rather say I didn't watch it because everyone loves him and I'd rather not be the person well, who did doesn't you watch, like Mr. Rogers. Like Mr. Dress Up? Is that not the same thing? No, that's a Canadian one, I think, with the tickle trunk where he'd get in outfits. That's a totally different show. Is there a train that goes around? I don't know if there's a train in that one. Actually, I weirdly think Okay, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Dress Up, and, Lamb Chops, all separate things. And Fred Penner. Separate thing. That's a magician. No, Fred Penner is like a, a musician. Okay, who are the Penn and Teller? <laughs> wow, I am just not. A couple of those. I think Fred Penner and Mr. Dressup are Canadian. I think. As a gay guy, I'm okay with cultural pop cultural references, but these ones just are not in my wheelhouse. Well, um, well, what is in your wheelhouse is that we finished Watchmen, and we wanted to have a little update about this, didn't we? Okay, I came around <laughs> without think... spoilers. Let's try and do it spoiler free. Watchmen was incredible and I just feel like annoyed because prior to it everyone was like you need to make it to episode I realized it was episode six but that's pretty far into it I know that's an annoying thing to tell people like just wait but it was I found it such a great payoff loved it fascinating talked about like existential questions brilliant loved it thought it was so good in the end I just can't believe that I'm saying that after really thinking it was boring 
I didn't feel that way. I felt that way for like two or three episodes, and then the last episode ruined it for me. Honestly, wow. And not I would not watch that again because of it. it was one of those moments where it ended, and I looked at you smiling like what a piece of art, and you were like that was really bad. I would never tell anyone to watch this, and I was like, <laughs> oh, what? Like without saying any spoilers, here's what happened for me. I realized all the interesting things were just plot points. I thought they were all adding up to have a cool not message, but like to stand for, to mean something. And I thought it was going to be like a really interesting look at, which we know the show is about, hopefully this isn't a spoiler, like racism and white supremacy. But then by the end, you're like, oh, they weren't building to any interesting ideas. It was just the plot. Okay, that is a that is a hot take. Sizzle, sizzle, sizzle on the frying pan. That's a hot <laughs> take. Um, but one thing I thought was really cool was that it managed to play with the concept of white supremacy Literally, like, what governs the world, physics, like, quantum concepts, like, all those things looped into a story that actually completed itself, which to me just, is, like, all I could ask for in a show. But what did it stand? What was the meaning? Well, of I would it say then? that Mitch had, had a lot of European sentiments. Oh, I felt, no, please. Um, you know, it really relied <laughs> on the audience quite a bit. And I really think that as someone who sort of identifies with like French culture. Okay, I felt, six episodes is like, well, I don't get this <laughs> show. I don't like it. <laughs> I just felt it was really sort of like played to my palate. Okay, that's our dog eating a ball. Can you take the ball away from him? <laughs> I will soon. It's okay. Wait, but can you hear it? Like only a little bit. Don't worry about it. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I love my dog. Wow, you just it just made it sound like I didn't care about our dog. I love when he chews balls. <laughs> He's just right beside us because we're recording at home now and the comforts of our home. You can kind of tell. I, I personally think the echo sounds nice. Mitch, probably you don't like it, do you? Well, because it's uncontrollable. And what I mean by that is like as an audio producer, sometimes it's nice to just have dead audio, which means there's literally no artifacts, no reverb, no anything on it. And then you can put that stuff on after. But if you get it in the recording, so if there's a bit of an echo, you A, can't remove it. B, it's really difficult to work with that audio because also my mic stand keeps getting lower and lower and like I'm hunching so much. So why don't we like... <laughs> we yeah, let's fix this and we'll get into what did we learned this week. <laughs> you are really hunched. Oh, what did we learn this week? I feel like we've been learning a lot these weeks. What makes you say that? I don't know. 2020. I'm just like reading, reading, reading. Eyes, eyes are always, are always reading. Nerd alert, nerd alert, nerd alert. <laughs> I guess, wait, you've just been reading a lot of books? I've already read or? three books Yeah, that's year. insane. I know. I'm going, I know. I need to chill. I mean, how many books did you read last year? 12. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but we have a friend who read 50 and I thought that's insane i know that is truly amazing i was so proud i mean i did read more than you so it's like i i'm a little bit better. how many did you read 14 last year yeah last year yeah i got a I sprinting at the beginning right now and now yeah 50 books <laughs> and she's really good at jeopardy and that's how you know that she knows she's, a lot she, yeah she reads a lot but okay so what what have you learned recently that you want to share with everyone well we're both reading the new bill bryson book the that's body true. i have it literally in front of me because one of my facts is from that as well oh is that one of my faxes from this? Oh, yeah, it's not the same oh thing. Oh, my gosh. We're such science geeks. <laughs> it's a really good book. Okay, wait. Mine's about passionate kissing. Okay, mine's Tell me not. yours isn't. It's not. Oh, that's the music to my ears. <laughs> okay, so passionate kissing, which I love when I was reading. When I was looking at the study. I, <laughs> which I, I love. I love to passionately kiss. No, I just like the idea Do that they really? had to say passionate kissing because it is important. That is annoying. We need to take okay, the ball, take the ball from the dog. So passionate kissing transfers 80 billion bacteria in your mouth Ooh, sexy which it makes me think that we've all had orgies with our microbiomes <laughs> well wait if you, if you think about a joke it. writer no uh wait what oh because they're 
but are the bacteria they're having yeah they're part of our orgy with our <laughs> microbiomes that's what i mean do you not think that's funny i guess that is actually pretty funny um, wow it doesn't sound like you're <laughs> that convinced no no it is it is i just like was caught off guard because i was thinking about how gross that is at first and um also you transfer 0.7 micrograms of food when you passionately kiss someone Oh, that's even grosser. But but uh, micrograms are one millionth of a gram, so that's like no like food. Tiny. Okay, it, yeah. like and it's probably just like the cellular debris of your food. Right? Yeah, and it is like I don't know your saliva and stuff would have broken it down and. No, you would never like. It's not like you would taste it. Although I do I'm... like the idea of passionately making out with someone right after like a burger. You would taste it then. Yeah, I also love the idea of passionately making out with a science, um, like. Some device that's calculating how much is transferred from so your mouth. So they did it like they t- they <laughs> test your mouth before, then they test your mouth after. Oh, to see like so they're what's not missing? like it's not like you're like oh. making it and there's like a rod in the middle. <laughs> well, that'd be funnier, probably more accurate too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because we're we're curious like how much is transferred into the other mouth, not how much I lose. <laughs> I want to be a kiss evolve. I want to science be goes badly up. I want to be a kissing scientist. Oh, okay. Actually, that know. just sounds really. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Never mind. Weird. Okay, mine also from this book by Bill Bryson called The Body. Plug. Um, mine's about sweaty palms. Oh. Okay. And the fact that unlike the rest of your body, your palms only sweat when you're nervous. No, sorry, not nervous, but from Wait, an, your palms only sweat from emotion, not from like physical what? stress. Really? So like from working out and stuff, your palms won't sweat. But when you are feeling anxious or nervous, that's when your palms sweat. Whoa. And um, palms are sweaty. There's vomit on my sweater already. Ew, that's Eminem. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. You're so straight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I dating? I don't know. Um, Wait, so Basically, what? It, it's actually, Why? I think one of the things they use it to, if not the only, for lie detector tests. It's like sweat on the palms, which is a funny thing because you're like, you could still be just nervous and be sweating on your palms. That doesn't mean you're lying. No, but I, please, I hope to God that they don't put anyone in jail just for sweaty palms but it would just be a part of like insight into someone maybe is panicking in some sense right like feeling nervous too but wait do they know any reason why so much of this book is like this is the way things are but and then people making theories as to why but they're always just theories actually yeah i, I can't recall right now if he came up with a specific theory in the book as to why palms would sweat from so, anxiety like if there's an advantage to that or something exactly it was it i remember talking about diff- the two types of sweat glands that you have on your body and the ones on your hands are the the less like they they secrete like a more like thick oily translucent kind of sweat not the kind of sweat that, yeah not not your like typical like sweat that you is on most of your body one thing I, that they said in the book about theories that made me think wow we have talked about this before but it wasn't right was that you get your hands get pruny when they're in water mm-hmm. for a long period of time and uh the assumption in some science youtubers have even said it's like because it's supposed to make your grip better underwater so mm-hmm. like you know you get pruny so that like there's actually like ridges that if you were to grab a rock it'd be easier to grip the rock is a right. theory yeah but then he's like well that's a weird theory because if you why would you need to wait for right. it to happen if you were to like need it, to grab it something like it would minutes. usually be like immediately when you fell into water yeah so that's sort of like he was just one of those things where like the theory is this but a lot of other scientists are like why would you ever 
extrapolate that theory right. when it should happen immediately because the only time you really ever need to like desperately grab something when you fall in water is most likely immediately if you've just fallen in yeah, yeah. and i was like oh that is Versus interesting like it takes your palm or your fingers like five minutes to be like wrinkly is that yeah what you mean? and yeah. a lot of science is really fun because huh. you have these experiments in these like confines and these variables and then you get an answer and then the you know big part of the discussion is having fun deciding why you think that is relating to other things and those discussions are not always set in stone, but sometimes it's like as science communicators, the most interesting fun part. Mm-hmm. But then obviously there, it's also the part that I think in the future people are going to look back and be like, okay, that was fun while you guys like thought about that, but it wasn't correct for this reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm like, are we just going to keep saying facts from this book? Cause it's actually so fascinating. Like as I read it, I just keep thinking I can make a, so many episodes out of this. It's yeah. all so cool. No, I know it is so true. I just tweeted that the brain is the consistency of tofu. And I think that that is, I think that is an interesting thing. Cause but tofu, to, I mean like to throw it back at you, like there's different consistencies of tofu as well. Like I just bought some extra firm tofu. Oh, sure. <laughs> I feel like my brain's extra firm, TBH. Maybe. I don't know if that's Is good that or not. That actually probably means I'm dumber. <laughs> study time. Study time. Study time. I'm really excited to talk about my study uh, today because I also made a YouTube video about it. I just thought it was so cool um, to give some context. It's not like a study on people in the same way. It was just researchers who had come together to create this thing. And the, what this thing is, is a bio robot or the first living robot that has ever existed. And um, there are I have a question. Yes. Okay. Are we going to have a debate about what it means to be alive? Oh, through this. I mean, we can, that can certainly be part of it. Okay, Cause I have lots of questions. Continue. <laughs> well, yeah, that was, so the, they're making a claim that it's a fully new type of existence on this planet, like not a new species, but a new form of life. Uh, and so basically, okay, I'm going to try and explain what has happened. These things are called Xenobots and Greg, you can help me like explain it if it feels confusing or so you can help i'm looking into your eyes and you seem confident keep going i do but as i've tried to explain it sometimes i realize it's like a little bit complex and confusing but basically there are now these micro robots so they're under a millimeter in size that are made entirely of organic cells so you know typically robots are made of plastic or metal these robots have been made using cells in a lab And why they're called robots is because the researchers found a way to basically program them to do particular actions. And didn't they use a computer to program them? Yeah. So it's like really fascinating. They took frogs and then they took two types of cells from the frogs. They took skin cells and heart cells. Skin cells like don't really do that much and heart cells contract. So they thought their theory was, okay, if we can find a perfect way to conglomerate, say like a hundred skin cells and 30 heart cells, can we get a predictable action out of these little creations. And at first they didn't know. They just randomly stuck them together. Obviously it didn't lead to anything necessarily good, but the computer would analyze it to start to figure out in this combination, this is how the cells moved. And then basically with computer scientists and evolutionary algorithms, they use a supercomputer to try and figure out how should we put these cells together if we want it to move in a straight line, if we want it to go in circles, if we want it to do X, Y, and Z type of action, how do we basically glue one cell beside the other, beside the other, beside the other, and in what order? So that we have basically predetermined how it will act. And so the computer did that. It figured out all these variations. It was kind of a back and forth. The computer would give them some suggestions. They'd try it, test it out, send that information back to the computer To scientists. make something that looks like what? Like how 
It's a, so less than a okay. millimeter, but what it, it look looks like? like is honestly just a blob. <laughs> so like when you're picturing a robot there, it is a robot because it's been programmed, but it's basically just a blob of cells, but there's many different variations. And are they trying to make the cell move? Is that so, it? So yeah, in this case, the bigger implication we can talk about in a second, but give a little gist. Cause I think it might help people understand what the reason they're the doing bigger it. implication. Yeah. Yeah. Just like one well, thing you'd use one this thing. For. Okay. Right now, some of the suggested uses in the future, this is not what these things can do yet, but is, um, like drug delivery in the body. So you could have these xenobots, like which move are to biological material. Thing. Yeah, take a drug. Or say you had a brain tumor. Right now, brain tumors can only be removed by physically removing them from your brain. Because if they put anything like, a, say it was a plastic or a metal robot, your body would identify that as a foreign object and try to destroy it. But if we uh. used your own cells and put them together in such a way that they knew how to get to your brain and then dissolve that brain tumor, huh. obviously, again, your very body's far away. not going to like reject it. Yeah. So way. it's a method to do to go interior inside of you and do that. Cool. One Sorry, other, keep going. That, one other example oh, okay. I'll give is with climate change. Um, or actually, let's talk about the oceans. Like, there's a lot of plastic waste in the oceans. So what about xenobots that could go and collect microplastics, maybe break them down, or maybe just conglomerate them into clumps that could then be more easily removed from the ocean? Oh, my God. I love... <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I just thinking about, like, when people invented plastic and they were like, genius idea. And then here we are 100 <laughs> years later, like, okay, we're literally, literally drowning in it. And I'm just picturing us, like, releasing all these little robots and then being like, we released too many of them and now we're drowning in the little robots. Yeah, and but killing every planet and then eating all eating this like all, Yeah, or eating all the, like, plants or something like that. But anyways, I get that it's still fun to extrapolate. Yeah, so right now, these xenobots, these ones were only made with skin and muscle cells or heart cells, which contract. But the idea is, hey, if we can understand how they react, maybe we can use photosensors or things that would give them, like, a rudimentary eye so they can become more complex. And the more we study them, the more we Wait, know. have they done this yet or this is, again, no, the future? No, this is future. Uh -huh. Right now, they've only used skin and heart. So it was really... To do what, though? What have they done? All they've done... Well, okay, there's one other layer of this that is maybe not complicated, but on top of it all, when they were able to get a cell to move, say, in a straight line or in a circle, something else happened. And this is called um, an emergent trait. And we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure the but the idea is like, you know, sometimes a single cell might have particular traits, but when you put thousands of them together, when you in, in the form of a human, for example, trillions, consciousness emerges. No cell of ours has consciousness, but as a whole unit, we do. And so when they thanks put, to that tofu brain. Yeah. Well, I mean, thanks to all the cells working together, really in your whole body. We don't know, right? Like your brain is your consciousness, but it's also interacting with, is it, is it conscious on its own? No. No. Right? Yeah. Did you know your brain can't feel pain? It doesn't. It's yeah, like it has like no, it has no pain receptors. Yeah, that, which is weird. Okay, <laughs> I guess like everything around it's like we need to protect this. Also, but once you get your there, brain it's too late. <laughs> it's like in darkness in your head, and then it just creates oh, your that's ability be anxiety. to see everything. Yeah. Oh, it does. Interesting. Oh, I'm excited to talk about the meaning of life. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, where was I? All I was wanting to say was what part of this study was was to understand the emergent traits. So, for example. Because this this robot is made of cells, cells are intrinsically smart, right? Like they already have a bunch of machinery inside of them. They have DNA versus a regular robot, which is made up of dumb parts that come together to oh, make something. drag robots. Yeah, I know. Whoops, sorry. Robots. Drag metal and plastic, calling them dumb. <laughs> but the problem was the, the cells, because they're smart, even if they can get to go in a straight line, sometimes it would they just randomly stop and turn around. 
or they would cut in half it would put itself back together like it started doing things that they didn't predict which is part of the study to understand what will it do when we and why we need computers because no human will be able to fully like and it's too many yeah they had to do so many computations to and variations to figure out what were the ideal combinations to get the motion but so this happened really last week was when it was it was revealed last week so if you're listening to this this came out in the beginning of january so it was an early 2020 experience 2020 yeah a new life form and if you're listening to this podcast randomly 10 years from now and it is (laughs) now 2030 are we okay (laughs) has climate change obliterated everything that's so weird to think about like either even us listening in 10 years back to this and just being like what did we think life would be like (sighs) 10 years from now like are xenobots everywhere or are they not even? A- Why xenobots? So the species of frog is where the, the name came from. It's like um African clawed toad or something like that. I can't remember. And the Xeno actual, is like the zoological the, name. Of yeah. The yeah. I can't remember the actual huh. technical term right now, but they took Xeno from its name. So do you think that based on this research, the most exciting thing is that it's the first robot that is technically alive yeah so why do i think it's alive it doesn't reproduce which sometimes well, people say it's is- living because it's made of biological material right so the cells that make it up are like are is single cellular life not living i guess okay let's go off let's do it i'm dropping oh, my ipod wait but don't you want to talk about your study first um Okay, my, okay, let's talk about yours, which I know we said would be like mine would be kind of the main thing because it was about Xenobots. Okay, actually, no, news. it's going to relate to this. You're right. We're going to talk about it. After. Talk about yours, okay. and then we'll have a bit of a debate after. Well, the first thing I want to shout out. <laughs> the first thing I want to do is shout out some. Like when I was thinking about bio robots, I was thinking about how they're probably trying to mimic things in our bodies, and then I wanted to sh- shout out the literal bio robots that we all essentially have already, which is like a ribosome. Do you remember what ribosomes are? <laughs> yes, uh, I do. Yeah, it's in your cell and it doesn't the proteins go to the ribosome and get like formed and shaped or something yeah. like that? Yeah, <laughs> so it was like, okay, ribosomes are so cool because essentially they read RNA. They like essentially through a mechanism read your DNA, mm-hmm. literally the codes like ACG, <laughs> and then they are like they read that ACG and they go, okay, that means this, that means this amino acid. Mm-hmm. And then they build the little amino acids and right. then like the stop codon comes and it cleaves it and it and makes a protein which folds goes in your body and and does a function and that makes you live. And I was like, that to me is a bio robot. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what they would be trying to create is something that's so intelligent that it knows exactly what to do, how to read your DNA to make a little machine, your protein that goes and does something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, anyways, I was just like, it's cool. Cause we're obviously like, whoa, it's the first bio robot to move in a straight line. But it's like, it's not a robot, but your body already has all these things. It's well, a nice way uh, to think of do your you, body. I like I don't disagree. All I would say is the robot aspect is referring to humans having programmed it to do something specific. Sorry, then it's the it's the most amazing version of the bio robot that humans are trying to make. Your body has already made because of evolution. Yeah, yeah, point. yeah. Like our cells are a little like robot. Like Yeah, like I just mean for someone forms. listening, it's like we are There's trying really to, cool things in our bodies. Yeah. yeah like, like evolution has created something within us. That is something that we could never imagine creating. Like the complexity. Yeah. yeah. We, we literally are so ribosome. excited that we just made this like blob that can move forward when there's things in our body that are that, like, like oh, we could never so understand complex. how to make or what that. what is the kinesin? Remember those of ones oh, that walk like around the, the, the hands fi- that with the fat thing on it. Look, I that love it? That. Yeah. <laughs> the things that like they they use ATP and they follow like mm-hmm. the filaments. And if you ever have seen videos of them, you're like, okay, our bodies character. are actually like, like cells are little worlds. Mm-hmm. We have trillions of them. Like yeah. it's just like, so 
cool. So anyways, that was a separate thing of me just like learning about bio robots <laughs> and then trying to have appreciation for the fact that like our bodies, our bodies are, already are doing yeah. them and we didn't have to, con- we didn't have to figure it out. And then it'll get to what the meaning of life stuff later. So I kind of went down the rabbit hole of like CES 2020 and like, okay, what does that even stand for? Like I am Actually, a nerd alert, but it's I'm not just that like a, Yeah, me either. I, I watch a lot of videos about it, but everyone just says CES, but it's just, I'm going to look it up right now, but it is just like a technology Computer convention. Engineering Society. <laughs> yeah, let's make our best guesses. <laughs> that's so bad. I'm s- um, I think that's a pretty good guess. Co- Computer Engineering Society. That's a society I don't want to be a part of. Wow, that's really rude of me to say. Uh, is it rude of me to say? I'm like so skeptical of tech right now that I just like, CES gives me anxiety. Oh. What does I, it stand for? Well, oh. You it just says know. Consumer Technology Association, but that is not C E or <laughs> Okay. Consumer Technology it is definitely consumer focused. Like it's all about tech and like fun stuff we can buy. It's not about like building algorithms or whatever. Anyways. So CES twenty twenty was Got like, it. I found it. I'm sorry. I was like Consumer Electronics Show. Okay. Way different than I thought. <laughs> okay, so it, but th- then that's, I'm just going to re-say what I just said, yeah. which is that it's consumer focused. Yes, okay. Like, it's all about, like, ooh, the newest gadget. And yeah. I am so skeptical of tech that when I think about that, I think about it being a nightmare, which is probably not fun for people to hear because I bet it's really fun and cool. <laughs> Although right. it is in Las, Ve- Las Vegas, so it is a nightmare. <laughs> um, so there's this type of robo- robot called EMYS, and I'm assuming that's, like, Emmys or MS. Okay. And it was really popular this year because it was just... It's adorable. It's an adorable little robot. And it's based on this study called Emotive Head... Uh, Emotive Head of a Social Robot. So, essentially, they've been trying to figure out how to build robots properly so that we can have emotional reactions to them so that they could potentially help us... Uh, Essentially, if we're like lonely, like they haven't quite right. figured like out a exactly. little puppy dog, like how, yeah. in the way that dogs you have a real relationship. Yes, with. and there are people in this world who could benefit from that. And um, this specific one called Emmys, I'm going to call it Emmys. Okay. Hey, Emmy teaches little kids language, <laughs> and so the, so it's sort of like a mix of things. It was like a study that I found mixed with the actual robot that this study helped to create. Okay. So um, it kind of looks like Wally. It's made by Flash Robotics. I think maybe I've seen. Is it like is it like white with a black face, like a screen face, or my no, no, no. So it actually so part of even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The study is that they were like, okay, we, we're going to divide the face into three separate sections. So the eyes are going to be a top attached to this like top ring. Uh-huh. There's going to be a middle ring and there's going to be a bottom ring so that the, so that it can kind of like move its eyes down and mm. it can kind of like, it has like essentially three little 
prods at the top of it that are circular. So, okay, sorry. Let me try and explain this through a podcast. If there were, the head is a sphere mm-hmm. and it's almost as if they cut like little slices out of the sphere so that it's only made of three different Oh my god, this is so bad. Is it making any sense to you? Uh, not really. No, no. yeah, it's hard I mean, to explain. The sphere part did. <laughs> okay, so it's a sphere with like. Well, why don't we just say people can look it up? But we yeah. don't need to know exactly <laughs> oh what god, it looks so like. Funny. But I'm actually like, holy crap! Like language. Like, you, I'm like describe? feeling like I'm like like I feel like if I was doing like a uh, like intelligence test, they'd be like, yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this robot's smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's sort of just like it's like a sphere with missing parts that allows it to like have a bit of a mouth and a bit of a forehead that I goes up we and were down. like, it's not working. And then you just went back to the same thing. Like it's a sphere. Well, just I'm actually realizing it's like the it's like the most important part of trying to explain. Oh, like this. what you're gonna talk about? No, I'm about. actually like okay. We need to move on. But anyway, studying the actually literally the way that they made the sphere. <laughs> um, they put it in front of a bunch of kids to see if the kids would be able to detect its emotion. So it has screens that rep- that are two eyes, but it doesn't have a screen at the face. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm just gonna whiz on through this. <laughs> okay. So when interacting with this, 96% of the kids like loved it and would would interact with it again. 33% of the kids thought it had emotions. 21% said they didn't know and 46% said they didn't think so. So even though they were trying to make this robot literally just have facial expressions and eye expressions and tilt its head to show an emotion, 46% of kids were Still like, it didn't, didn't have emotion. They knew it was a robot. Yeah, they knew it was a robot, but it's interesting. And they How do, old were these kids? Uh, they were 9 to 13. Okay, so old enough that... Because if they were under 5, you might be like, they may not even understand. Yeah, some of, them were, some of them were younger. Like this, this specific study actually like conglomerated a bunch of different research, and some of them were younger. But the reason they focus on kids and um, is because they're less likely to hide their emotions so they can actually watch the kid mm. interact with the robot and sort of get data get from more data that. whereas an adult would be more like just like, like start skeptical be like yeah. i don't believe that yeah fair, whereas fair. kids are more open mm-hmm. um and also uh they think that this specific technology could be used for kids which is what was at right. ces this thing called emmys ms which mm-hmm. teaches kids languages okay so essentially it has a little screen and you hold up like a little dog card to it it reads the dog and it's like hello like in spanish you call a dog paddle say paddle and it like talks to you oh, that's and cool. if you that's rub really it if you rub its head it gets it gets like ooh. and if you rub ah. it if you rub its side it's like no i don't like that like it shows huh. negative and positive right. emotions and it makes eye contact with you like that that it actually looks at the kid and it interacts with the kid through eye contact and um, it is an exciting technology, but a lot of people are also like it. The most exciting part is like the ability for the eyes to tra- to track your eyes mm. and the ability that it sort of is portraying emotion. But outside of that, they're like, they don't think it's the best way to teach language. Like it's actually quite simple, like holding up a card of a dog and it's saying pedal is Isn't like necessary. not, yeah, it's they not. They probably need to work with actually, like just work with the system more of how do kids actually learn. Yeah. And so th- essentially the most interesting part about this robot uh, is the ability for you to, emotionally connect with it and it so it does it's able it has a neutral face anger disgust fear joy sadness and surprise like that's where they're at essentially with these specific robots i think that's pretty cool i can't quite decide if i'm more excited or more scared for this kind of this is exactly what i kind of i wanted to not talk necessarily about or it's all going to link together but i didn't need to talk about like the small aspect of bio robots because i was like i'm curious also like in this podcast to talk about the bigger implication of using one of these robots with our kids so maybe after the break we can come back and talk about 
do we think this technology is good or bad? Are we scared? Would we use this? And then also, what is the meaning of life in regards to... <laughs> what is the meaning of life? No, okay. sorry. What is the definition yeah. of life right. in regards okay. to your bio-robot? Okay. We'll see you in a second. Okay, would you use a little cute robot that your kid is that's designed to make your kids feel emotion in order to teach it Spanish? Totally. I think uh, so. Oh my god, what? I thought you were gonna be scared. No, I, I I mean like I grew up with Furbies. It's not like that weird. That was horrifying. I know it was horrifying, but as long as my kids weren't horrified by it, then I think that could be cute. If so you're was, into that. I mean, obviously there's levels of living with AI and robots as physical forms in your home that are scary. But our Google home went off once at night and was like, what do you want, Mitch? And you ran downstairs, threw it out. We've never used it since. <laughs> because I was like, I did not talk to you. I was in a different room fully. Why are you speaking? Don't you think that this adorable little robot would have the ability to be like, hello, Mitchie. No, Wanna you're right. Okay. Yeah. And then I'd be like, we're done. So it, it and has- our kid would be like, give it back. And I'm like, no, this isn't the garbage. So if it ever sort of acted out of line, that's when it's crossed the line uh, for you. I guess um, with the Google Home and stuff, I also felt like weird about it listening all the time and having access to the internet. Yeah. I don't know. Those were those questions yeah. were coming up a lot with those things is like, is this recording us? And everyone was doing those videos where they're like, my phone's literally listening. Yeah. To me and and I this proof. specific robot isn't hooked up to the internet. Yeah. So I like the idea of it. I think I, I'm excited for the future when we have oh like companions and weird technology that can talk to us and we can actually feel connected to Watch it. Watch like the Mandalorian ones. Wait, that literally has nothing to do with that. <laughs> isn't it all, isn't like C3PO and R2D2? Isn't that okay. what you're Drink. Cringe, get out of here. Wait, what? How is that? <laughs> They're not in that at all. <laughs> oh, well, aren't there? Isn't Star Wars very like, these are my pet robots helping me? <laughs> Come on. No. What the heck is R2-D2 I mean, then? Th- okay, yeah, there are robots. You're right. There are robots they work with. But they're not, like, um, talking to them, really. Are you kidding? Isn't R2-D2 kind of like, brutal, brutal, Yeah, but, like, only, like, C-3PO can, like, understand him. But C-3PO is also like a gay little like emotive <laughs> robot that you can still... Keep. This okay. C-3PO talks okay. to you. You just wanted to make a jab at them. my love for Star Wars, okay. okay? I did not want to make a jab. <laughs> I was trying to say that it might be why you are more into it than I than maybe I am because you actually I would watch say, these things where you see this like depiction of it working really well, whereas I'm quite scared of robots. I guess I was... I, that's not what I picture for... Like what I picture, which is actually more horrifying, even though I'm like <laughs> saying I like this idea, is the movie Her. It's like when you interact with a AI system, in this case, it's just a voice, but it's so convincing that you can have a relationship fall in with, love it. with it. Well, yeah, in that movie, they, he falls in love with it. But I guess, I mean, I, I'm interested by having technology that can communicate with you well enough that you can't really tell. I do think about how... I expected my parents to be okay with the fact that I was queer and gay and was like, you know, you just need to get with the times, even though they were extremely open and they were with the times, but that's a, that's a narrative when you right. come out. It's yeah. Like, and lots of young kids feel that way about parents. or And parents. I do think that when I'm older, what's going to happen is my kid is going to be like, I am dating an algorithm and I'm going to have to be like, you know what? I'm woke. And I am, I accept your that's love. Okay. Yeah. Like I've already started to be like, that's what's going to happen. And I, I think that maybe as I was about to go off on how robots are bad in this moment, I'm like, that's what's going to happen 10 years from now. Some, listening to this podcast they're gonna be like wow greg was really not woke about podcast true i mean about this robots is gonna be taken out they're gonna be like listen yeah. to this like old so i actually do want to date a robot i want my kids to date a robot what no i don't want to date a robot yeah we don't need to go there yet but you just said her that's exactly why we're oh there. but i meant i meant like just the idea of it, like 
technology that can communicate with us in a way as though it's a human. You are excited for that. Well, also scared. And I don't know. I'm trying to. Ba- I don't know what the balance is between, you know, wanting to not be like the old curmudgeon person who's just scared of the future. Cause obviously there are people who have looked at our generations like that. And even our parents generation like that and been so terrified and made up all these ideas of how the world's going to hell and all these new things are going like, but is it? Well, that's <laughs> the hard part. It's like, I'm sure like our great grandparents, when the phone was invented, were like, you're wasting so much time. This is ma- like making everyone's brains go to mush. Maybe they're right. I don't know. But in our world, it's like, well, no, that's not the case. Yeah, no, it's true. So, it's a I constant try to balance debate. between, of course, we should be having conversations about the ethical implications of this. Of course, we should be having conversations around the capitalist view of this. And is it actually helping society in a good way or is it just a way to make money, blah, blah, blah. But then there's the other side that's like, but why would I know all the answers to that? So maybe it's worth just also enjoying and accepting it. I do find it quite unnerving when I sort of even just see Elon Musk talk like with like one of those Ted talk mics, like in front of the Tesla truck. I'm like, this is literally a sci-fi movie. (laughs) This is the villain and it's real life. No, but you know what I mean? The way it looks. He was just like, by the way, I am a robot and I have been this whole time. (laughs) I would honestly at this point, like not, it would, I would be like, Oh, well, I mean, I'd obviously be surprised, but I'm like, it's so we are living in a science fiction movie. We literally are. Like when you go back and you think about what's like even iRobot, it's like that's what we're talking about right now. But like, not we're so far from that. But we're we're getting to the point where computers and robots and algorithms are the big question of the next 100 years is how far is that going to go? Are humans going to become secondary to robots is a genuinely good I question. I guess you're right. I just think that people have been saying that for so long. It, it maybe it actually is going to That's happen my point. Now. That's why I'm so surprised that we've been saying this for so long. We've been talking about it being a concern in Hollywood and books. And then now I'm just like, and we're just going to live it. <laughs> it's like, but it's going to happen. We're still so far from living it is what I think. I don't I actually, think so. Think of how, how technology think of how exponentially dumb in- increases. Think of how dumb my Google phone is when I sometimes, I can't even be like, hey, could you... Sometimes I say, like, can you put on this song? And it just, like, doesn't know what to do. So you think that it's all <laughs> sort of, like, hyperbole, like, all this, like, driverless cars, like, all I these types of things. I think we're going there, but I just think we're a lot, like... Like, a lot slower. I, I honestly think three years ago, I was like, wow, in three years, every car is going to be a driverless car. Huh, that's like, interesting. Because I remember Uber CEO talking a lot about that being the strategy where he, like, tweeted Elon Musk and was like, hey, can we buy a bunch of your driverless car? Well, I, I just remember being like, wow, it's happening right now. But I think it's probably going to be another 10, 15, 15, 20, 30 years before, before like everything is that. And you think that's quite slow, even though at that time you'll be 60, you won't be like, I don't know what I think really. I just think, I don't know. I just don't think it's happening so fast. And I think we will have the time. I don't don't think that means we shouldn't have discussions and shouldn't evaluate and shouldn't. And I think, I think it's important that we regulate things, which will slow things down. That with the Xenobot study that I was talking about, the researchers were very aware of that. And they were just like, this needs to be public knowledge right now because it's so new. We need the public. We need governments. We need people thinking about this because the implications are massive. The guy who, Used CRISPR uh, in an illegal way to actually genetif- genetically modify those twins mm-hmm. uh, is in, is going to jail for three years. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like it is it is people are feeling the repercussions of stepping out of line with these types of things. Right. One thing I'd say is I don't think I would give my kid the rope the language robot as the guinea pig. Like for me, I'm the type of person who'd be like, 
at least seven other kids in their class would need to be benefiting from this language sure, robot before yeah. my kid got it. I think it, that's you know? totally fair to say we don't, if, if it's being put in a class or in my house, I want to know that there's actually some evidence to show it works. Like that's a totally different thing than being afraid of the technology. I know. Like but, it but, actually needs to function. Probably. But it's at CES, which we now know as a consumer focused uh, Las Vegas residency. Right. But CES also must represent the sort of, um, what do you call like early adopters? Yes, people yeah, who yeah. are like the thing's gonna be ten thousand dollars, so only rich people are gonna be able to buy it. And it's four hundred dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. But you know but what I mean. Still, it's still it, the price. If it if it does really well, it actually works, and then consumers are interested. It, that price will drop. Sorry, my here. point is I'm as I'm not gonna be going to CES, whereas I bet there's a lot of people who go to CES and buy that robot for their kid first because there's like an mm-hmm. excitement in that. Whereas Probably, I'm like yeah. I, I'm more skeptical. I'm more like. I, I'll believe it when I see it kind of person. Right. Well, especially that because it's intertwined with learning and there's probably not a lot of studies on it yet. Maybe there are a few funded by the manufacturer, which isn't like a problem in and of itself. But obviously you'd want to wait and be like, if I'm putting this with my kid, I want to know it's actually helping them and not somehow actually hindering them. Yeah. And it's a robot. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an adorable little robot educational toy. Like I was looking at it and sort of reading about it and being like, yeah, there's this cool study where they're trying to figure out how to create emotions that humans can read in robots. But outside of that, it's just a little toy. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. Like, there's lots of toys that have cute faces and right. it kind of moves a bit. Okay, so now, the definition of life. <laughs> so what is the definition of life? I don't know. I think I've been... I don't know. I've been well, trying to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, I think there's a handful of definitions of life, some of which... So some of them involve... The ability to reproduce, which mm-hmm. that bio robot you're talking about cannot do. No. Okay. No, this bio robot is just like a stuck together conglomerate of cells. And I don't, yeah, the um, researchers did deem it to be a new life form and they do call it a living robot. That's but a savvy, smart way to actually get away with being like, it's living. It's a new well, because type of it, life. Because it is. I don't think they're trying, yeah, I don't think they're trying to like get the credit without it actually being that i think they're more just like this hasn't existed before so what do we call it because it's made of by like is your are your cells individually are they alive like do we count them as alive i don't i don't know so that's so honestly okay so so there's the definition of life which is about like reproduction or like being able to have homeostasis like the ability for something to actually like live in an environment and regulate itself like there's those are like kind of if you go to a biology textbook and it'll start like a life it has to do with like a like reproduction homeostasis blah blah blah. but recently i was listening to a really smart physicist talk about how life by definition involves information it's like the ability to process information or to like use information to actually pass on things or like if you do think about what i said earlier with a ribosome reading dna rna code that's all about information. It's so you a, think a ribosome is living? Um, the ability for... So no, I would think that the ribosome, if say you just randomly stumbled upon a singular ribosome doing its thing, you'd be like, oh, okay, life is involved here somehow. Like it's, it, I don't think it's necessarily a ribosome is living itself, but it is the fact that the ribosome exists means that it's connected to something that's alive. I mean... In, this yeah, is just what someone... This yeah, is just something that blew my mind recently when I was... When, because this is, just, we right. will never be able to answer this question. Yeah, the information being the defining feature, something I'd never heard, and I thought that was kind of fascinating because it's sort of true. And if you think about what you're saying, it does represent life. It it's using information to go in a straight line. Sometimes it even loops back around without being told 
that's all about information processing and doing. Yeah, because it, I mean, it's made up of cells. So it has all those things inside of it that are inherent to life in the first like place. Like it has a nucleus and DNA. Yeah, and, right. They're, they're taken from their skin cells and heart cells, but they're still going to have a lot of information in them that's beyond just it being a cell. Which, which is why it can put itself back together after it's torn apart because it has machinery inside of it to do that. Um, but yeah, it, uh, life is weird because, you know, we would look at rocks and clearly say they're not living, right? Yeah. But the universe started as just a bunch of rocks. So if you leave rocks... The universe didn't start as a bunch of rocks? Yeah, I just mean there was what? no life at the beginning of the universe. Oh. But it was just hot heat explosion. Then there were like, you know rocks and things floating around in space and if you leave rocks long enough life happens like wait Earth, what well if you think about like what what was the universe when did life first start on the imagine universe imagine i had the answer <laughs> no i'm saying i okay okay like if it didn't exist at the beginning but started existing at some point then the thing that didn't exist like in the universe when life didn't exist it was able to create life so so, it, so yeah, is it so not the, life inherent? Life is inherent in it in the beginning. So everything is life, right? Even things that are inanimate are. Oh my gosh! I'm joining your call. I'm <laughs> well, okay. So do you know what wow, I'm saying? Wow, wow. So no. So I do know what you're saying, but I do not think that the universe started as rocks, and I do not think that if life didn't exist within this universe prior to life existing, it doesn't mean that life was inherent in it or was even part of the universe. Wait, what do you? I don't understand what you just. Okay. Said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like what to reiterate what you're saying. Wow, we're literally like, okay, we're running out of battery, so we're going to do this last section quick. <laughs> now we're trying to literally get the to the, of life. the definition and meaning, meaning of, life. of life and like what, okay, where we came from. So the Big Bang happens, right? Yeah. And you, I think what you were just saying was that because we now know that billions of years later, life does exist, mm. even when the Big Bang happened and there was just like incredible amounts of heat and matter. You think that life that counted as life because it was eventually going to be able well, to create. Well, I'm not life. saying it's counting as life because I don't think it counts. That as life. means it inherently pre- is the predecessor to life. Life yes. didn't just like yeah. pop up one day, right? Like the conditions of the universe must have been in such a way that life was possible. So those things that were inanimate and weren't life somehow led to life, which to me just like it's a continuum. I don't know if that, there's a discrete form of life much like the xenobots are a new form they're not the same as before mm-hmm. they have qualities that we call life that is similar to us but i was just trying to compare it to a rock which obviously when you look at you say that's inanimate that's not living and whatever. i don't think it is living i don't think a rock is living either yeah. but i was just trying to make a philosophical point about it inherently having the ability, ability to create life to create life Because the universe would have just been originally just elements and things Mm -hmm. like that. That's why those phrases of like, you're made up of stardust, right? Like we are all just parts of this universe. And if life didn't exist at some point, then that inanimate universe inherently was had the capability capability but you're still but you're not speaking with any confidence that you understand how to define life properly no and i don't and yeah i I don't really know my own belief on what it's a fun thing to think about it really is i've been i've been thinking about it a lot and like listening to different podcasts reading books about it and it's very to me i find it to be a very relaxing fascinating question because no one has the answer People have really strong opinions about it, but there's always some really other intelligent person with a strong opinion that like negates it. It's just right. a fun, it's yeah. just a fun And everyone kind of knows there's no right answer or when that, yeah. Well, or it makes me think about this, right? Like when, if you put a piece of hay on the ground 
<laughs> when does it become a stack? What do you if call you put it? Another what, do you, one? what does a gay horse eat? Hey. hey. Okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If you're making a pile of something, when does it become a pile? If Even if it's, say, like we have batteries in front of us. <laughs> one battery. Now you yeah. put two batteries. Now you put three. Now you put four. Like, when does it become a It's like, a when haystack? is it an orgy and when is it just well, a threesome? Because to relate that to the Xenobots. Okay, wait, no. <laughs> Those yes, are, uh, oh, yes, you're. Uh? I don't, I don't know what you meant by that, but like it's like one. Okay, it's like by a definition like one a pretty distinct by de- number. By a definition, well then, is it a quad? Is it a quad? Is it a quadruple right. sex or is it an orgy? Fair, fair, fair. When fair, is it a fair, pile? Fair, fair. But with the Xenobots, it's like okay, <clears throat> there might be certain definitions of life they don't have now, but as they become more complex in the future, they might cross that threshold, like bit by bit, if they have the ability to feel pain. Because we put pain sensors in them because it's useful. Is that a quality of life? If they have the ability to see because we put photoreceptors or eye receptors. If eventually there's enough cells and we create a way for them to think, to make decisions, are they now life? So what I'm trying to say is there's like no discrete point. I don't think that. any of those things had defi- were definitions of so, life. So what is life then? <laughs> if, if this bio robot is made up in such a way that it is a human, is that life? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so where Wait. did it, when does it, if you go backwards to like take, I don't away think we're eyes, ever going to have this answer. I know, but I am just trying okay. to say there's a weird continuum that we just, it's gambling. Cause don't you think that maybe here? the bio robots are like you said, a definition of but a that new form some, of life. Some biologists would argue that they'd be like, this isn't life because it doesn't meet because it can't reproduce on its own because it can't for like, a variety, everyone, for a variety yeah, of reasons. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I guess I'm just trying to say it's like species, right? We just, we randomly go like, oh, these are the qualities that define the species, even though like species are like on a continuum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. Like we're, and, we're using our own human ideologies and impl- and like implicitly putting meaning on things in a certain way. Yeah. To help humans. us organize yes, the way we yeah. think about things. But One thing really I- it's much more gradual than that one thing i realized recently was like about how bacteria like transfer their dna essentially like within each other like literally physically like they look and like they they transfer dna like not, they share yeah DNA? they sh- not by like mating and having an offspring which is like innately what darwin's evolution is that it's like we have to remember that like mm, that, there's like other forms yeah of, yeah like when she, it's like obviously important that people who like deny <laughs> evolution like understand that darwin's evolution is like an important thing that we all understand and it does drive everything but it's like important to remember that like bacteria which is like the building block of all of our life Mm -hmm. actually has different forms of sharing their dna and essentially reproducing that we like it's not all like darwinian yeah which is like it just again it shows you that like it is so much more complex than yeah and will we ever understand it i don't know what's the point what's the meaning of life okay truly everyone listening to this podcast (laughs) is like if that's all like we can change this to the meaning of life is all i want to talk about (laughs) i love it i love it i love it it, and I, I do think that um, I don't have a definition, a proper definition for life, but I will continue to True. search. True. Now, how interesting that, because if you don't have the definition for life, how, honey, can you ever know the meaning of life? Well, I don't think that we'll ever know the meaning you of life. You can't love yourself. How the hell are you going <laughs> to love somebody else? Am I right? Wow, that was like <laughs> such a compliment to Rupal, but like maybe. Imagine that was the meaning of life, that statement. Well, it might be. No, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautifully complex. I'm clearly in a good mood because usually when I have the same conversation, I'm like, oh my God, everything's meaningless. so existential. Uh, Okay, Mm. cool. Well, well, we didn't figure out the meaning of life. No, I mean, of course not. That's also 
full <clears throat> full circle is why I like the Watchmen because at least they talked about it. You're right; it wasn't a satisfying answer, but at least they were talking to me about those types of questions in a narrative TV show. Impressive. And I fully disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Um. So use the hashtag Side Note Podcast to let us know uh, what the meaning of life is. Great. Thanks. And I, I'd also <laughs> say if you are curious about the Xenobots, and I didn't do that great of a job explaining it here, I've more succinctly, I think, made a video about it on our YouTube channel, which you can check out. And um, if you want to buy your kid a robot that teaches them English, <laughs> it's four hundred dollars. Actually, sponsored three ninety nine. No. <laughs> uh, sorry, three hundred ninety nine dollars because it, it is a consumer based CES mm-hmm. uh, project, and they're really smart. It makes you that dollar difference. That yeah. dollar difference. You think it's in the three hundreds and three hundreds, and you think it doesn't work, but apparently it really does. I remember that's like the first thing I learned in like business class in grade seven. They're like right. ninety nine cents, babe, not a dollar. They'll come run into it, and I'm like, <laughs> that's still happening today. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. Hopefully, this was interesting, and hopefully, you're not too scared of the robots taking over in the future. Maybe we'll all be dead by then anyway. And tune in next week for an episode that we know for the first time ahead of time is going to be about. Testicles. Sweet. <laughs> Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.